It's episode 99 of the Pete Primo Show. Welcome to the show, everybody. Today, we have Vamsi Polametla from Make More Leaders, and he's also known as the Mindset Whisperer. He will answer your questions on leadership and also on mindset, and Vamsi will be here in a little bit. He's feeling a little under the weather, and we he will be with us shortly. In the meantime, let me, oh my Lord, what happened? Uh, let me pay the bills. Hey, if you guys haven't bought Sell a Million, what are you waiting for? 101 tips for furniture and mattress store owners to sell another million dollars this year. Get it before we run out. It's not going to happen. We're not going to run out. It's on Amazon. Go to Amazon. Get yourself your own copy. If you have any questions on how to do anything that's in that book, call me, 419-560-3169. I will help you. Our friends at the Mattress Industry Network Group uh, have been a sponsor for our show for, oh my Lord, almost a year now, maybe a little longer than a year. And I want to thank the Mattress Industry Group for everything they do for the industry. It is a group that is run by retailers for the benefit of the entire industry. If you want to learn how to merchandise, how to advertise, how to... um how to run your business in a better way, you need to join this group. It's a great networking group. You'll meet a lot of people. If you see that QR code, just put that QR code on in your phone and let it take you to the Mattress Industry Network group. Join. It's 100% free. You will meet owners of other stores. You will meet all kinds of people, VPs of sales, presidents of companies. It is just a great and wonderful um, networking group that is, I believe, right around 1,700 strong now. So when I started, we were under 1,000 uh, strong. If you, uh, if you join, say hi to me. I try to get in there as often as I can, and I'm in there several times a week. Join the Mattress Industry Network group. It is a great group. It will help you build, market, sell, and succeed in the mattress industry. Everyone's welcome. If you are a delivery guy for a retailer and your dream is to own your own store someday, join the group. If you are an RSA, join the group. If you are a sales rep, join the group. If you own a store, join the group. If you're a VP of sales for a huge company, join the group. All, everybody is welcome. So I am going to carry the show just for a little bit. Hey, Guy Danes, evening, gents. Guy and Day, Guy and Kyle Danes, enjoy. So glad that you're here with us. And if you've got any questions, just let them rip. In the meantime, I'm going to carry the show just for a few minutes until Vamsey can get on here. He's not feeling well today, but like a trooper, he is going to get on here as soon as he can. So I have a couple of resources for you guys that I want to talk about. Um, first of all, this book, A Mind for Sales by Mark Hunter, is a must. Whether you own a store, you're a sales rep, you're an RSA, buy this book. Read a few pages every day. It will help you. And this book, very specifically, Selling in a Crisis by Jeb Blunt. One of the best books I've ever read. The beautiful thing about this book is it's written in a way that you uh, can read literally a chapter in just a few minutes and leave it at that. Or you can read probably three to four chapters and 15 minutes, and you just grab a golden nugget out of here every day, and that will help you uh, with your mindset. So, any questions yet? Guy, what you got? Kyle, anything? No? Let's talk about your mind as a garden. 
What do you do before you plant your flowers or your vegetables in your garden? Anybody know? You pick the weeds. You pick the weeds. Because if you don't pick the weeds, the weeds will choke out the good plants, the plants that you want to grow, the plants that you want to thrive. So picking out the weeds is a great place to start when we're talking about mindset. So think about the weeds that you have. Are you watching too much TV specifically? Are you watching too much news? Is that starting to drag you down a little bit? If you can, cut it out. If you can't, reduce it. Do you have a friend who, every time you're done, talk to him or her, you don't really feel good about yourself? You don't really feel good about life? You don't really feel good about what you do for a living? Think about pulling that weed. It might be the best thing you can do. Sometimes friends can be poisonous. And I'm not encouraging you to can every one of your friends. I don't want you to do that. But what I do want you to do is I want you to really be in tune with how does this friend make me feel? Do I feel better? Am I lifted up? Hey, Vamsey, how are you? Hey, Pete. Fantastic, fantastic. Thank you for being such a trooper and and, uh, uh, showing up when you're not 100%. It seems like the theme that's going on. Uh, A dear friend of mine was, uh, he he had to uh, speak on uh, Saturday and told me he wasn't feeling good. And I didn't realize how bad he he felt until I saw him. And as soon as he got done, I said, great job. Get some chicken soup and take a nap. And he said, no problem. I'm doing it. So thank you for being here, uh, Vamsey. We're just talking about pulling the weeds out of your garden. Um, yes. Um, don't have any questions yet, but listen, I have been paying attention to what you're putting out and what you're doing. And, you know, you have a very, very deep understanding of how to create leaders and mindset more so than anyone that I've recently interviewed. So when somebody says, you know what, Vamsi, I'm not a hundred percent sure where to start improving my mindset. I know it's not where I should, it should be. How do I start? What are the first steps that I take? Absolutely. Uh, Pete, I think uh, what, what you're doing before is the, uh fantastic place to start. You're talking about picking out all the weeds. Our environment creates our performance. Always like a start with your environment first, where you are, look around and see what are the things that slowing you down in your environment. Sometimes it may be the things that maybe it's it's been sitting there for a very long time. Unfinished tasks, unfinished activities. You started something, it's been like maybe six months, one year, but it's still not there. That is sitting here inside of your mind. Start there and also look at the uh, people in your environment. Like uh, who are the people bringing you joy and who are the people taking away all your happiness, creating a lot of stress, creating a lot of drama. And you always have a choice of where you wanted to spend your time on. You wanted to spend time with the people who are creating like more joy, more possibilities in your life versus people who are taking away your joy from you and happiness from you. Always like putting you back into who you are like maybe 10 years ago, who you are like maybe 10 months ago. I think that's the best place to start. I think like I, when I joined this call, I was hearing about the uh, uh, taking out all the garbage out from the place. I think that's the great place to start. Yeah. And, and, you know, I can hear it right now, but listen, it's my mom. It's my dad. I can not talk to them ever again. I understand that. I get that. I, I get it a hundred percent. But if you can't eliminate, and I'm certainly, you're not going to hear on the Pete Primo show, never talk to your mother or father again. So you, so you can have a better mindset. I'm not going to say that to you. But what I am going to say to you is be very, 
cognizant of what's happening and do your best to minimize it and have a talk with yourself when you're when you're disengaging and do not buy anything that they're selling that is a negative that does not add joy that does not add good things to your life so i understand 100% that you know my my mother i'll just tell you guys that this my mother could be the, one of the most negative people in the world but if you were ever like in a bind and like you had a big problem she was the absolute best. I mean, she was a champion. She'd come up there and she would be there and support you. But everyday life was very difficult for my mom. And she would say, oh, I don't know why you're so positive, Mr. Peter. And like, okay, cool. And like when I walked out of the, the house and I was done with my visit, I didn't let any of what she said stick to me that wasn't positive. And so that's my my advice to those who are thinking those thoughts. Uh, what would you add to that, my friend? Yeah, 100%. It's not about just, hey, goodbye, dad, goodbye, mom. It's consciously we can control what we are putting into our subconscious mind. So even though some people like most important, we cannot change our family members. We cannot change maybe some of the people that we are living with. But most of the cases, they are not the ones creating any harm. That, that is us. We are letting those thoughts, letting those negative things getting into our, our, our mind and body. I'll give an example, Pete. Uh, just, just imagine you have a best friend and uh, you have a worst enemy. You went to a birthday party. They both showed up there. And uh, the worst enemy accidentally dropped an extra spoon of sugar into your orange juice. What is going to happen? Even though the worst enemy, he dropped extra spoon of orange juice, maybe you're going to get a little bit more calories. Maybe your blood glucose level is going to go up a little bit. But your best friend accidentally dropped just one drop of poison into orange juice. What is going to happen? His intention, he was not sure that's a poison, accidentally drops it. You drink that, you become ill. Maybe eventually you may die. This is the same thing that is happening. Sometimes we are thinking our best friends are giving something because they are unconsciously doing some programming within us. So we need to always like see what are the things that I want to take it. And if you really careful about that, you can control. Guy had a question. The importance of setting healthy boundaries in all aspects of your life, finding out what works for you and doesn't work for you as a person. Kyle, you are so on the money. And listen, anybody that's listening to this, if you're on LinkedIn, you got to follow this. You got you got to follow this cat, uh, Kyle Danes. He is amazing. Uh, just love everything you're about, Kyle. Um, you are a message for the next generation to listen to and keep doing what you're doing, brother, because it's really, really powerful. I'm going to switch subjects a little bit. I want to keep going on mindset, but I've got a question. I'm just dying to ask you because I see that you have these, these masterminds and some of the most productive breakthroughs I've ever had in my career are in masterminds. And one time I actually took a course on running a mastermind and uh, the guy that, that that ran the course said the biggest benefit to masterminds is not for the mastermind facilitator is not the money that he or she makes from it. It's that the best of the best show up to masterminds and pay for masterminds. You get to meet with these people, you know, on a monthly basis or a weekly basis, dependent or a quarterly basis, depending on what kind of a mastermind it is. And you get the benefit of these really smart, driven, hungry people. And I, I, I just, you know, I, I would just say this to anybody. We're talking a lot about goal setting, 
you know, for 2023. If you haven't joined a mastermind, I would really encourage you to join a mastermind. Um, one of the other things, uh, Vamsi, that I, it, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I had been in a, a few masterminds over the years and, and I said, you know, what am I not doing that I should be doing? And one of the things that I came up with is I haven't been in a mastermind in a few years. So I joined a mastermind. And before they even, it was my turn to speak, I had so many notes on things that I needed to do to improve my business. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. Do you want to know something? If the mastermind was over and they didn't get a chance to do my section where, you know, I get to, you know, talk about my challenges and ask for their suggestions. I've got enough to keep me busy for at least six months, even without that. So that's the one thing that I think it's so hard to get across, Famzy, to people that have not been in a mastermind is that there really is when a group of people come together with the right intention, they create something that is unique, that is particular to only that mastermind. And when they are good, they are unbelievably good. So can you talk about the power of a, of the mastermind just a little bit for us? Absolutely. Absolutely, Pete. This is, this is really, really important concept, especially the world that we are living in right now. So when we are younger, uh, until like maybe 10 years old, our parents took care of us really, really well. From 10 to 20 people around us, like uh, in, the, in the school, in the university, the lecturers, the professors, they helped us to go where we are going. Once you cross that phase, once you get into your career, once you get into your business, you are most of the time alone. You don't have a community that is supporting you. That is where this mastermind concept comes into picture. Just imagine you have one apple. Think like you have a red apple and I have a green apple. When we exchange apples, end of the day, we both still going to have one apple each because I'm giving my red apple to you. I'm taking green apple from you. End of the day, I'm going to have just one apple. Whereas you have one idea and I have one idea. When we exchange ideas, end of the day, we're going to have two ideas. Just imagine you surrounded with the 10, 15, 20 other people. They are really, really good at doing what they're doing. And you spend some time with them. When you exchange some ideas, you're not just getting one idea. You're getting 20 different ideas. And all we need is just one idea, one insight to change the direction that we are going. That's the power of mastermind. That's the reason like I've been like a big believer in the mastermind. Again, like this is not my concept. It's been started like maybe hundred, hundred, hundreds of years ago. We all heard about uh, uh, Carnegie. We all heard about like all these wonderful things that they created. So it's, it's from Napoleon Hill uh, um, time. And what we are doing is we're mastering that. And every time, uh, Pete, thanks for showcasing that um, the, my mastermind that is going to be happening in a few weeks in uh, Miami. Uh, every time we meet there four days, people come out from that mastermind and say the best four days of our entire adult life. Wow. That's, that's really, really big. They are not like a, uh, just out of from the college. Some of them are like a CEOs of the technology companies. Some of them are like business owners. Some of them are doing pretty, pretty well, but they still feel the best four days. This is not just once, every single time. And that's, that's the power of, uh, uh, Doing, doing these masterminds. And I'm, I'm super, super passionate about uh, helping them to create those possibilities that they cannot create on their own. It's, it's, they can create, but like it may take like a decade. So during those four days, we compress those decades of things into days so that way anything, anything is possible. Yeah. And, and I'm going to just say one other thing about masterminds. The connection that you have with these people is unbelievable. If any one of my mastermind partners called me and asked me for anything, I would, I would move heaven and earth to give it to them. Uh, 
you have so much in common with these people. It's a very unusual because one of the things in a mastermind that you have to have is number one, you have to have smart people. You have to have successful people who want more success. But at the same time, they have to be humble enough to accept coaching and new ideas. And by virtue of the fact that they want to be in the mastermind, they're almost always qualified on that aspect of it. So you are going to, you may not want more friends, but you will have them in a good mastermind. You will get very, very close to some of the people in the mastermind. And it's all because of what you guys are after. You're after the same things in life. You're after excellence. You're after getting better. You're, you, you want to improve your mindset. You want to improve your business. And because you have that in common, there's this bond that I cannot put into words and I'm struggling to put it into words, but. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is something that I always share. So we have two types of friends. So type one, you can call them maintenance friends. So these are the friends from our school. These are the friends from our neighborhood. These are the friends from our work. So they are always going to be there just like a maintenance activity. You meet them once a week, maybe sometimes once a month, you go for happy hours. So always they are just going to be there, but they're not helping you grow into the next level. They are not helping you to become that exponential uh, uh, growth person that you wanted to be. On the other hand, Pete, we have growth friends. They're the ones always challenges you. They're the ones always reminds your future version versus in the maintenance friends, they always remind your current version. So it doesn't matter how many maintenance friends you have in your life, always choose growth friends. Always choose to spend. This is where you started. Like maybe how can we create that environment? Choose your time to spend more time on that growth friend zone. So that way, they are the ones always trying to push you. I know in the life, we are going to go up and down. And uh, whenever you're slowing down, they say like, no, 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 let's, let's put, let, let's do one more round. Let's, let's do one more uh, push up and they'll push you to the next level. Well, so let's talk about that. You just had a push up challenge not too long ago, and now you've got a running slash walking challenge. What was behind that, my friend? So Pete, this, this is all about going back to consistency. Uh, most of the times we don't do the things uh, that we are capable of doing. The reason behind, we don't believe that we can do those things. That's, that's the biggest problem. It's not like a procrastination. It's something somebody's lazy because they don't have belief. Oh, I don't think I can complete this. So what we are doing part of this, uh, the push-up challenge, I think uh, uh, some, some of you who are watching, you also like did this. So in the month of November, we did 100 push-ups every single day. It's not just like one day for 100, another day 50. 100 push-ups every single day for the entire month, 30 days. So that comes to 3,000 push-ups. And after 3,000 push-ups, you feel that if I can do 100 push-ups every single day, what else I can do consistently? Maybe can I do 15 minutes of meditation? Can I improve my communication every single day for like a 15 minutes? And that is going to be a compound effect. So that for that, we are building that consistency muscle. And this month, in the month of December, all of us are running 100 miles. All of my mastermind group members and some of the people who are following us uh, from outside of the mastermind as well. So 100 miles. This is again like not 20 miles one day and two miles other day. Every single day, 3.22 miles. That's the minimum number, 3.22 miles every single day. By end of this month, December 31st, we all going to be completing that 100 mile run. It's again building that consistency muscle. The moment we have that consistency muscle, Pete, we can, we can create a magic. Because we are all capable of doing so many things. But over the time, we lost that consistency. When we are younger, when we are like a six months, nine months, 10 months old, we used to be consistent with our efforts. We tried every single day to walk. We tried every single day to get out from the crib and see, I think I wanted to try today. We, we were not lazy. But where is that consistency muzzle? Over the time, we've been telling different stories to ourselves and we've been believing in those stories. And those stories stopping us uh, to become like an average person. So this this exercise to bring that greatness 
back from God given to us from our birth and uh, make, make everyone great. I love the consistency muscle. It, it's, it's so important to push back up against the gravity of uh, the tribe that is trying to pull us back to average, right? Because that's what happens in our world is when you're trying to rise above, there's a lot of people going, hey, I like you just the way you are. I don't want you to become this other thing. And But you're feeling it in your bones like you need to be more. You need to uh, pursue excellence and, and to be the best. And the first thing that you need to understand about that is, sadly, that's not normal. And all the normal people that are just happy living their lives, not chasing excellence, are going to try to pull you back down. So my question to you is, I want to improve my mindset. How do I free myself? And I, I think I have the answer. I think the reason you did the push-ups in November and the miles in December is a statement that I'm not ordinary. I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to make my body listen to my mind. And it's the same thing in business. I'm going to make my emotions calm down and they're going to listen to my mind. I'm not going to let distractions get in the way of my goals and what I want to achieve. But I'm going to let you have a run at that because... Right, right. Yeah. So th this is this is uh, something that I learned from David Goggins. I think some of you know David Goggins. He's, he's phenomenal. Uh, he always says this, your mind gives up before your body does. If you can control your mind, you can control anything. Most of the time, mind is our enemy. So the reason behind, it always trying to put, put you back into the comfort zone. When you're going for that extra mile, your mind is going to say, it's cold outside. You are not supposed to be in the cold. Just stay inside. It's like a four in the morning. It's like a so dark while you are getting up, sleep in the bed. Uh, when you are thinking about reading, I think you are comfortable. You're getting good salary. You have a good house. You don't have to read this book. Just watch Netflix. What about that? The mind always like a directs towards the comfort zone. And it's our responsibility to overtake that. There are many ways that we can do, Pete. Like uh, the running challenge is one, one thing, the push-up challenge. And also like maybe think about, take 30 seconds of cold shower every single day. When you get in, get up in the morning, you go to the cold shower, your mind is going to screaming at you. No, 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 no. It's pretty cold outside. It's below, below freezing temperatures. You need a warm shower. That time when you compete with your mind, when you go ahead, because your body is designed to do that, 30 seconds, your mind is not going to be the same mind. You get up and see, look at everything around you and you see, I, I think I can do better today. I can, I can show my best version to my kids today. I can give my best to my boss today. I can do best to my business partner today. Many things is possible the moment you take control of what is controlling you. And what I love about that, I've actually done that and I was thinking about doing it again and I, now you just pushed me over the edge. I'm going to do it again and I'm going to start tomorrow. The interesting thing, it's the first or second or third thing that you do in the day. So very early on, in the, I mean, some people work out before they shower. I do. Um, I've got to get my workout in because that's when I have my the most energy. And 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 by the end of the day, I'm a wet rag. Um, you are some. You are saying to your body, "You're not in control." I'm. I'm in control. You. You're not. You're not running this show anymore. We're not going to do just what's convenient for you, body. We're going to do what we need to do to be successful. And a lot of times that involves not being comfortable. So it's kind of an irony, but you've got to get comfortable with not being comfortable on, on a multitude of levels. Um, 
listen, there are, are there, there's not one store owner here that's watching that hasn't worked too many hours in a day because you just had to. You had to get things done. And you know, you you have responsibilities to people other than just yourself. You have responsibilities to the customers that support your business. You have responsibilities to the employees that that get uh, compensation from being part of the team in your business. And so there are times when we have to do things that we don't want to do. And, you know, it happens almost every day. So we've got to get comfortable with that. Give us a practice uh, that we can do every day to help our mindset um, that perhaps that you've had some feedback from in workshops that people come back to you and say, you know, Vamsey, I, I thought that was crazy when you said it. And, 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 and I put this into action and, uh, you know what? I feel like my mindset is stronger than it was before. So thank you. What would that be? Sure. Sure. This is the problem with so many business owners, so many entrepreneurs. They've been working 60, 70 hours a week and they're thinking why I'm not getting the results that I always wanted. I, I put like all of my efforts into this business. I put all of my efforts into this, this particular role. I'm still not getting any, any better results. The reason behind you're doing the same things over and over again and expecting different results. A lot of times they ask me, once yeah, I really wanted to scale my business, okay, I really wanted to scale my career. This is what I say. Before you think about scaling anything, start scaling yourself first. When is the last time you worked on your personal scaling? You can start with something very simple. Again, this, uh, this doesn't have to be complex. When you get up, very first thing that you can do is make your bed. It takes 30, 40 seconds, that's all. The moment you get up from the bed, make sure your bed is optimized for the next, next sleep. That's a big win. Your mind will feel it immediately. And you, you see, you start a day with a big win. Always remember that when you are winning something, you are encouraged to do more things. And uh, maybe if, you're, if you would like to go for a morning run, put your running shoes next to your bed. Maybe make sure that's the first activity that you are doing. and. Uh, Go for extra, maybe 30 seconds. If your goal is to run maybe uh, three miles, go for extra 30 seconds, 3.1 miles. And keep that every single week. Increase that pace. And see, if you're running 30 miles in 30 minutes, your goal for the next week is run 30, uh, sorry, three miles in 30 minutes, three miles in 29 minutes. Challenge yourself. And again, it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be so dramatically different than what you are doing. Same thing with ask yourself, like uh, what are the acti activities that I've been doing over and over again? And is it uh, my primary responsibility or is it my secondary responsibility? This is a very common thing that I notice with a lot of business people. They are majoring in minor things. No. That's good. They're, they're spending so much time on their secondary responsibility things and they're thinking, wow, this is this, I put my 40-hour work week, I put my 60-hour work week. Whereas the primary responsibility, is this something going to generate revenue for my business? Is this something going to scale me for the next quarter? Is this something going to put me into the zone that I've been dreaming about? Those are the primary responsibilities. You need to delegate some of the secondary responsibilities are completely deleted because that they are no longer required for you. And always like a push yourself towards the primary responsibilities in any given day, just after the day, ask yourself how many minutes I spent on my primary responsibilities. How many hours that in this week that I spent on money generating activities that I never done before. So those are the KPIs that you can manage. Those are the KPIs will help you to go towards where you are going, right? It's, it's not just uh, uh, the hard work. The, re the, the reason is like a lot of uh, people who are stay where they are and some people are really, really successful and they're making more and more impact and uh, income because they're using a framework. Choose the framework 
and believe in somebody who can who can believe in you and trust them and surrender yourself to that person for the next 12 months next 24 months and see you're going to be completely changing your direction so you guys do a little bit of everything don't you it, it is it is uh, the the way it is going uh, going to go Pete, it's a, it's a four day complete immersion that means we get up five in the morning and we spend almost till like a 10 o'clock and we all stay in the same house and the next day is going to be the same and the next day is going to be the same. So it's, it's a four days, almost like some people feel like, oh, I learned something that I never learned in 10 years in these four days about wow. my business, about myself, about my next steps. And it's not just information alone, a lot of implementation things. People will take, I think I'm committing to do this thing. I'm going to shift my uh, zone into this, this particular direction. And uh, they come back next quarter and uh, they share all the success. They share all the wins. And uh, yeah, that's, that's the group. That's, that's, that's amazing. I wish I wasn't so busy at the beginning of the year. Um, I have to be somewhere else or I would just jump on that. That's, that's very cool. So one of the things that I've noticed, I work a lot with store owners and it's hard work to be a really good manager and to teach all of the employees their jobs the exact right way and to constantly give them feedback before the wheels start to come off. And one of the one of the things that I've noticed is there's a lack of feedback and then the feedback is given after they've reached their breaking point. And one of the things that I've encouraged my store owners to do is give everybody consistent feedback so that you don't have to have the one big course correction. And it's not easy to manage people. It takes a lot of discipline. And But if you do that, and if you refuse to do their job for them, you free up time so that you're not majoring in minor things. And you free up time for those money-generating activities that we have to spend time on. So when, you know, one of the things that I notice on your LinkedIn profile is it you help people achieve their 10-year goals in 12 months. And if if you're doing that, and that is a major earthquake shift in activity and in mindset and leadership all the way across the board. I mean, you have to get so much better. And one of the things that our employees will do to you is they'll pause and they'll hesitate and they're going to see if you'll buy back the job. Mm. If you buy it back, you, you've got chains your hands and you have to make them do it the right way. And I know it's a difficult job market right now. I know that it's tough to find good people, but the basics never change with managing people. And you've got to get that piece of it under control or you're not going to be freed up to have the time that you need to really generate better advertising, better marketing, uh, better offers, uh, more dynamic income streams. Uh, one of the things is, as I've been learning more about you, Vamsi, that you help people to see a bigger picture, uh, specifically store owners and business owners, to see other income streams that maybe they have not seen. Um, and that is huge because most of us live our life in this box and there you just want to try to execute your box the best you can. And we get so mired in daily activities that we don't have the time or the energy to really kind of get creative. And so I guess I'm talking myself all the way into a circle. How do you help somebody that is probably working all the hours a week they want to uh, 
see a bigger picture and understand that just because this is your life right now, doing all these activities every day, you could have a different life. You could have a life with more freedom. Um, how do you get that across to somebody? Absolutely. If you're a business owner and you have a team and you, I think like you started something really, really important to feed, uh, giving them the feedback. At the same time, you're a business owner, you have a team reporting to you. Seek feedback from them as well. Mm. Ask them, what are the things that they really like about you? What are the things that they like about your leadership style? And ask them, what are the things that you can improve? Most of the people, uh, especially in the, in the management space, they operate from the head. If you're operating from the head, you always can only enforce, okay, these are the KPIs, I need this, this, this. But person, if you really wanted to uh, have a real impact, you need to talk from your heart. Spend some time and understand what is your team member's strengths? What are your team member's weaknesses? This is also a quote from uh, somebody really, really uh, famous. I don't remember the person. If you judge uh, the ability of a fish to climbing a tree, you will never I'm be sorry. happy, right? So yeah. all this, this is what happening in the uh, uh, in the business world as well. You are expecting somebody to do where they are not strong. First, you need to understand what are you, what are their strengths and how you can support their strengths. Don't don't be just like a transactional conversations. Always think about from the transformation point of view. If you can help them to transform, maybe their their strength is communication. But you see, if you push them towards that, even become a better communicator, they're the ones going to be doing bringing a lot of business for you. So you invest in their personal growth. If they're interested in something, maybe accounting, you just, hey, I think like maybe you should join this accounting mastermind. It is available for you. I'll pay for you, but I want to be the best at this. I wanted to delegate all my accounting things to you. And that person is going to go above and beyond because you are encouraging them to do the things that they really love. Whereas if you do the other way, they're going to be feeling this, oh my God, like one more training I'm going for. Uh, I'm going to just maybe sit in the training. I'm just going to finish this. And once that's, I'm going to go home. They're not, they don't have that energy. So you need to identify their strengths. You need to identify what, what's something that makes them really tick and help them towards going towards that. So that way you will, you will uh, get the best out from everyone because nobody, nobody in your team get up in the morning and say, I wanted to be lousy today. I just wanted to play my B game today. No, nobody. Everybody gets up and they know internally they wanted to bring the best, but as a business owner, as a leader, as a manager, you are not letting them to bring their A game. You are almost like always expecting they'll do it on their own. It's not going to be happening. I love that question. How can I improve? Because when you as a leader submit yourself that way, what you're really saying is we can all improve. We should all be seeking to improve. I'm, I'm the top, you know, person at this company, but I am asking you, how can I improve? And I would think that any thinking guy or gal would, would say, wow, they care about me. And I feel like I've got a stake in this. I feel like I'm helping to shape the future of this company. And when people feel like they're part of something instead of just being dictated to, that's when they start to buy into the vision because it's not your vision anymore. It's their vision. It's your vision together. And being focused on that I could see where we could get a lot more people on board and really given a lot more of themselves. So thank you for that. That was a, a true gift. So we've got eight minutes left, my friend. And boy, I, I, I've got more questions than, than you could possibly answer for here in the next few minutes. But I always give the last few minutes to my guests. Is there Anything that you want to talk about 
with leadership or mindset that we haven't covered that you feel is important? And is there anything that you just want to talk about in general? Absolutely. Absolutely, Pete. Yeah, I, I know the time time flies fast when we are having fun, right? Yes. I did not realize that we already spent almost uh, 40 minutes on this 45 minutes. So this is, this is one thing uh, I always ask people, how many days we have in a week? And uh, everyone responds, what is that question? Seven days a week. And I ask them to tell, what are those days? Monday to Friday, five days, Saturday and Sunday, total seven days. But I, I tell them back, no, 90% of the world got eight days on their week. And they look back and say, what do you mean eight days? They have Monday to Friday, five days, Saturday and Sunday, two days, total seven. And they have someday. Uh, I wanted to do this on someday. I wanted to do this when my kids uh, get out from the crib. I wanted to do this when my wife get a job. I wanted to do this Maybe my kids go to college. I want to do just after my retirement. Don't use that someday, you know, which is never going to be uh, coming to you. Choose that today, maybe tomorrow. Put it on the calendar. If you're really serious about something, it has to be on your calendar. It has to be uh, on your routine. The moment you put it there, chances are, you are going to be taking that seriously and you are going to be executing it. Start before you are ready. Most of the people, they're waiting for the perfect moment. They're waiting for the perfect weather, waiting for the perfect financial conditions. They're never going to be any perfect situations. You can start today with what you have. You don't need 100 things. You just need your mindset. Start say, I decided I, I wanted to start from tomorrow. I wanted to get up at 15 minutes before I typically get up. Use those 15 minutes to do maybe 100 push-ups. Mm. That's, uh, that is great advice. Someday, get it on the calendar or it doesn't exist. It's not real. Make it real. If it's important to you, make it real and get it on the calendar. And boy, you know, you said it quickly, but it's so big. Do you want to know something? An opportunity comes your way. And you're checking all the boxes, but there's one box, two boxes you can't check. Do it. Do you want to do it? If you want to do it, do it before you are ready. What Vemzi said is so important. And you know, I I watched a, a podcast where you told the story about what happened to you when you first got into management, and I thought, my gosh, that is so powerful. And like you were ready to hang it up, but obviously uh, you had some bosses that had some talent and ability and saw your talent and saw your ability and they didn't give up on you. And, and so, boy, that is one of the most important things about leadership is truly leading your people when they feel like they've messed up and you know, what I used to tell my my people when they started, very simple. If you want to get fired, screw up the same way three times in a row, and you've proven to me that you're unwilling to learn, and you will be fired. If you want a job for the rest of your life, find new and creative ways of screwing up, because sooner or later, you're going to get it. And I just... Yeah, start before you are ready. Do you want to tell us this? The, tell them the story. Do you know which one I'm talking about? When you yeah, have yeah. a speech? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Before I even go there, Pete, sure. like a, for this show, I was not ready when you called me. I was in the bed. Few minutes just before going live, I did not take shower. Yeah. I just jumped into the bathroom, washed my face, and put my shirt on. Showed up here. I was not ready. Yeah, I was not sure like what to expect here. I just like jumped in with just. Less than two minute notice. And uh, this, this is exactly like how you need to create your mindset. Opportunity is always going to be there the moment you step out from your comfort zone. And a uh, quick story, like, uh, uh, it, it, it's not just about me. It, it happened to you so many times. Think about the house that you are living in now. 
And you never thought about you living in that house maybe 10 years before you're buying that house. But you you know, I think I'll figure things out. You don't know what the neighborhood is going to be. Maybe same with your car. You just like say, I really wanted to take this step and sign uh, for this to get this car. The same way, every single thing. Start before you are you, you are ready. Same thing happened to me several, several times since we have only a few minutes. I, I, I'll share one story uh, that happened to me when I was in the corporate. Almost uh, 10, 12 years ago, uh, I was supposed to get on a stage and uh, give a keynote presentation. And uh, that keynote was a big disaster. I just showed up and I gave my uh, keynote and I felt like a big failure in my life. And after that, I realized Somebody gave me this opportunity. Somebody believed in me. Next time, I don't want to disappoint that person. I started putting every single thing that I have towards my personal growth. This is almost like a 12 years ago. And a couple of months later, a couple of like years later, I got paid almost like a $40,000, $50,000 to peak on the stage. So that's the power of you stepping out from the comfort zone starting before you think you are ready. A lot of people around you are trying to pull you back towards there where they are, the reason behind they love you. This is where like PTU started about uh, taking out all the, all the garbage out. So it's not their fault because they love you. They are afraid you are going to fail. They always wanted to remind, hey, you're dreaming too, too big. You're going too fast. You think you need to slow down. Don't listen to them. Always surround yourself with the people who reminds you of your future. What is possible for you? What you can accomplish if you stay in that zone? Choose growth friends. Vamsi, thank you so much. How do people get in touch with you? What is the best way? I, there's got to be a few people that watch this show and they want to reach out to you. What's the best way to get a hold of you? So LinkedIn, use my first name and last name, Vamsi Polymetla. And you can find me on the LinkedIn and also uh, www.wamsi.coach. That's uh, my website. Uh, I, I don't have any business uh, cards or any business material, but I'm very active on LinkedIn. And uh, yeah, you can find me there. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Have a great day and feel better, my friend. Thank you for showing up and playing when you were not at 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Take care. Cheers. 